Today on The Word of Truth Revealed. I preached a few weeks ago about an unshakable kingdom that God has called us to walk in. And things that shake, the reason they shake is because they can shake. But you're in an unshakable kingdom, glory to God. Glory to God. You're on Zion. An innumerable amount of angels are worshiping with us. You're in the city of Jerusalem, the heavenly city of Jerusalem, the place that Jesus occupies and dwells. Glory to God. So let peace be still. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's word within the framework of their environment. The fourth chapter of Philippians verses four through six is the background scripture for part one of the message, Don't Give Anxiety Power. Anxiety is a noun. The word anxiety is a noun. Uh, anxiety is uh, a feeling of worry, that's what it means, a feeling of worry. It's a feeling now. It's an emotional state, glory to God. And, and we're not limited to our emotional state as believers. We can rise above it. Actually, faith causes you to soar above worry. Now you gotta build your most holy faith and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Some of us need to turn off MSNBC and CNN because we're listening and glued to it and it's creating anxiety. And when you need to be listening to the word, I'm not saying don't listen to any news because you need to know what's going on, but you don't need to be stuck to it if it's gonna cause you to, fr to become frantic and go to the store and take everything off the shelf. Amen. All Charmin is gone. <laughs> Charmin? <laughs> Charmin can't save you. It brings a little comfort to you, but it can't save you, right? But people are buying Charmin. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we're not allowing worry and anxiety to dictate how we flow and what we do. That's that sense of ner nervousness uh, or unease. Uh, typically comes about during in, uh, imminent times or imminent events like hurricanes and issues. Right now, it happens to be a, a virus, and I don't even want to sanctify that virus. A lot of people are talking about the virus right now. I'm talking about solutions. Yeah. I'm not uh, virus-oriented. I think you need to listen to your local news. Our church is putting out some information, and we're using our cold way of ministering to the world. The world is cold, and we must use the cold way, which is the internet, to minister to the world right now. So go to the cold method and get some information so you can stay abreast on what's going on. But this word is hot. Yeah. It's hot. And I'm coming straight over the pike. I'm, I'm bowling strikes right now. I'm, I'm batting a hundred. Glory to God. I'm sorry, a thousand. I'm batting a thousand. I'm running a hundred yard football touchdown. I'm doing whatever I need to do to get this word out so we can all be on the same page. Nervousness is an emotion. Uneasiness is an emotion. It usually comes when there's an event, uh, uh, imminent danger. Now, emotions are like uh, uh, waters of the sea. Uh, it is sometimes towering in some areas and calm and peaceful in others. And when it's towering, you need peace. When it's calm, peaceful in others, you need to rest. So we need to make sure you know where you are as it relates to that. I get nervous about things too. 
but I can't allow nervousness and worry to become a part of my family. Amen. It comes in, knocks on my door. I look at it, look through the peephole, say, you are not welcome here. Well, I need some rest. Not here. Go to Walmart. Go and rest in Walmart. You can't rest in my house or in my heart. Kick worry out. Amen. Though it is a natural emotion, don't allow it to dictate how you function. You stand on the principles and let's believe God that he will watch out for the things we can't see. Can the church say amen? Amen. Now, I believe that I need to be cautious as well, but also believe that God is with me. David believed that God would be with him while he was facing his corona. And it was a giant called Goliath. Amen. Amen. Peter faced a corona and it was a king called Herod who decided to attack him. Glory to God and to attack the church. But instead of the church freaking out, the Bible said the church went into prayer. Hallelujah. And with all things and everything, do not do not fret, but in everything, in every circumstance, make your request known unto God and God will answer your prayers. Can the church say amen? amen. Glory to God. So we want to watch these anxiety, these, these feelings of anxiety is going to come, but don't let it dictate to you how you should function or flow. Here's one of the expressions, the one of the ways anxiety manifests. Number one is grief. You lost anyone lately? Listen to me. Anxiety is going to certainly try to uh, pack itself into your life. But just guard yourself from it right now. It's okay to grieve, but not grieve as those who have no hope. Another uh, level of anxiety is depression. If you stick with anxiety long enough, you will get depressed. Now, for African-Americans around the world, I don't know why you're depressed. You've gone through things for so many years. You should be leading out with peace. Money's always been funny. What are we talking about here? You should always. Your grandma told you to wash your hands. Just keep doing it. You don't sit down at the table without washing your hands. That's what grandmama said when we were first coming up. I see some kids today just running and eating everything and running and playing. And parents won't tell them to wash their hands. It should be commonplace among us. Car accidents. Think about it. A car accident. If you had a recent car accident, you may be a little bit more uh, anxious than most. Anxiety itself. That feeling of restlessness. Can't sleep. Insomnia. It's happening for many people around the world. But I decree and declare that the church is rising up out of this hole that we've been in. Phobias and fears. If you've ever witnessed violence, ever seen someone attacked or ever seen anyone uh, hurt or beaten. Anxiety can, can follow that. If you've ever had childhood trauma. Things that you can't talk about, or even if you were abused sexually or emotionally. Anxiety can try to make itself or, or, or use your last name as its own. If you've been a victim of a crime, if somebody's ever robbed you or broke into your house, you had something stolen. Even one of your children, their innocence stolen. Anxiety will try to show up. There's some people who suffer from performance anxiety. In other words, when they have to do something, they start sweating and palpitating because they're on the scene now. God wants you to let peace abide in your soul and heart. 
Here's another one, PTSD. People who've been in the war. People who've been in the war come out of that. I'll say, what did you do in the war? Well, I was driving trucks or I was working in the cafeteria. Then why are you dealing with PS, PTSD? This is usually hitting people who are on the front lines. But you see a lot of people using it today and the enemy will use it uh, to keep you locked in a vice, glory to God, when God wants to set you free from anxiety. You got to watch anger. Uh, prolonged anger will make you anxious. You'll be in a fright or flight state all of your life, feeling like you need, you need to protect yourself every time something happens. You're automatically throwing up the fist. You got to watch that. Check your blood pressure. I come against panic attacks in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Let me just help you. You will live and not die Amen. and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. I just decree and declare you follow the prescribed plan. You do exactly what you need to do and plead the blood. And God is going to watch out for you. Glory to God. You can plead the fifth. That means you can remain silent. You can plead your own case. You can say, I'm so arrogant. I know I'll win. Or you can plead the blood. Amen. Glory to God. I choose to fall on the mercy of God. Low self-esteem. Low self-esteem will also pack in anxiety. When God wants you to be not proud, not proud, but he wants you to be uh, uh, balanced in your self-esteem. Here's another one. Relationships prob relationship problems either with a spouse or with your children will make you full of anxiety. And I'm speaking directly to you. I just want to speak to the generation of children that we're dealing with now that seems to have a hard time with following instructions. That is, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, I think they showed in Clearwater on the West Coast, kids all out in the water, just hanging out, just doing whatever they want to do. And some of us need to really speak to that. If you have a family member that's like that, it's time to tell them to stop defying authority right now. There's what we call a secret invisible enemy that's in the air and this stuff is jumping from community to community I'm telling you not to fret but I'm telling you there's safety in instruction yes. just follow instruction and you'll overcome this follow the instruction and you'll overcome this put on your clothes and wash your hands why are you dipping in pools anyway hanging out and that, I just, it's my spring break time chill out right now your forefathers have gone through way more than you're going through right now you're crying because you can't go to the movies. They had no movies. Or if there was a movie, they weren't allowed to go in it. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is for your life. We want your life to be saved. As I was telling my daughter, uh, I was telling the other day, I said, listen, uh, parents all over the country, listen to this. It says, it says if, if your, child, your child can catch this virus and then bring it home, and then your elderly parent, your elderly, your grandparents and all of them will suffer as a result of it. And you all say, I don't care. But let me tell you, if it was in reverse, if it was in reverse, well, there was a virus that attacked youth. What do you think parents would do? Do you think they would say, oh, I don't care? Or you would see them all gather and try to comply with what we're talking about because we love our children. And really what you're seeing is a lack of love. The measure is love. You're, you're disobedient because you don't have the same measure. 
You never went through anything. You grew up in AC and you never had to battle for anything and you don't have any love. And I'm calling it out right now. Lovelessness needs to change. This is the virus that's in our communities. It's lovelessness. And God wants it to be reversed. And while I'm done rebuking, let me preach hope now. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31 through 33, Jesus records this saying, Therefore do not be anxious. This is Matthew 6, verse 31. 6 and 31 through 33. I want you to see this, and so I want them to put it on the screen. We have anybody working there? I want them to put it on the screen so we can flow with this. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Jesus in himself is speaking to us today that we should not be anxious. Don't worry. That word worry is anxious. So Jesus said, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? I better get to Walmart because I don't know what I'm going to listen. Don't be anxious about that. What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, people that's not even saved act like that. They seek after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But look at the word. But seek first. This is how you cure your anxiety. Uh, if you're full of anxiety, it means that your focus is off. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things, let me say it again, all these things, everything that you saw in the previous verse, what you shall wear, what you shall eat, what you will drink, all these things will be added to you will be added to you. God will add it to you. God will make sure you have it. But seek the kingdom. This is the cure for anxiety to seek the kingdom first. And then he'll add these other things that you're worrying about. Then again, in Philippians chapter four, verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So when you let anxiety go, God says peace. When you tell anxiety that it can't live there, because peace and anxiety won't live in the same house. You got to kick one out. When you kick it out, you empower your peace. When you kick out anxiety, you empower your peace. Kick out anxiety, you empower and deputize your, your peace. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will guard your house, your heart, your heart, the house of your heart, and won't allow the worry to come back in. Write it down. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. The reason we're instructed not to be anxious, because it's very easy to be anxious. So why would God tell us not to be anxious if you would never battle it? He says don't be anxious because that's something you would have to guard yourself from. I know the world is freaking out right now. They don't know what they're going to do. Glory to God. But we, because we are a prep church, what I mean by that is we believe in preparation. 
If you're not a part of the local church, you need to be a part of the local church because in God's house, he preps us. People who are not in the foyer, hanging out, listening to the word of God. They don't just pass past the church. They take a little time to come in. And maybe the circumstances has forced us to tune in. But you need to understand God always prepares his people for things to come. The Lord speaks to me uh, very didactically, and, uh, and sometimes I'll stand up and I'll listen to my fellow comrades preach the word, and they're always preaching, uh, not doom and gloom, but they're preaching, we're going to the next level, God is about to bust the move, and never say, you know what, I see a cloud on the horizon. They never get an Elijah in experience uh, when he prayed, I see, I see rain coming, but it's a dark cloud coming out of the sea. Uh... Uh, for three years and six months, we may have famine. They never have a dream interpreted by Zavnath Panea. That the God has shown Pharaoh what he intends to do. That this is not coming from the devil. But God is, has instructed Pharaoh that over the next seven years, you're going to have seven years of plenty. Like you've never seen before. Stop market, go up. But then there's going to be seven years of famine so great that you won't even be able to recognize the plenteous. Glory to God. But God has shown Pharaoh what he intended to do. Where are the interpreters? Where are the interpreters? You preach prosperity, new homes, everybody gets there. New strategy, everybody gets there. They don't even have to change and sanctify their hands. As long as they get a new word and I feel good about it. But God is after more than our prosperity. Yes. God is after our character and he's after long-term health. Can the church say amen? amen? Money has never made us sanctified. It would never make you holy. And nice homes would never make you righteous. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins. Amen. Glory to God. And you can't pack all of that into a grave anyway. We got to let it go. We got to let the dead bury the dead. And we got to lift up our eyes to beyond the hills from which comes our help. I'm preaching today. Better than you all are saying amen. And let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory to God. For some reason, God gives me these straight up words to tell our people. And amen. I wish I could say something different, but I can see certain things coming, especially when we put our confidence and our faith in the stock market and in portfolios and in new money and all these other things that it doesn't matter. These things will pass away. Yeah. Amen. And the only thing that really remains is your faith. I preached a few weeks ago about an unshakable kingdom that God has called us to walk in and things that shake. The reason they shake is because they can shake, but you're in an unshakable kingdom. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're on Zion and a numerable amount of angels are worshiping with us. You're in the city of Jerusalem, the heavenly city of Jerusalem, the place that Jesus occupies and dwells. Glory to God. So let peace be still. Glory to God. First, we need not to be anxious because we can trust in the Lord. Put it down. Anxiety is not necessary because you can trust in the character of God. God's character is on display, not on your power or might. So God says he'll take care of you if you seek first the kingdom. Don't worry about stuff. Seek first the kingdom. All these other things will be added unto you. Then do so. God is shaking up our whole uh, society right now. Uh, I've never seen a time like this since I've been on the earth uh, that the whole world is shaken. 
uh, right now. Why would God allow that to happen around the world? Because he's letting the world know that you can't forget me. Y'all making plans to do this, to go there, to do this. You got to think about me. Amen. All entertain clubs even. Can't, can't go to the club now. Can't go to the club now. <laughs> club shut down. Can't party now. Can't party now. Grocery stores, liquor stores are shut down. What, what, what you going to do? You can't go to the movies now. Can't sit in restaurants now. What are you going to do? You're going to look under Jesus. Hallelujah. He never left us. In the first place, he was always standing there. And he's the only thing standing. Can the church say amen? He was standing then, and he's standing right now, saying, you can come unto me. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for always being there for us. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Right now, we need to focus on the family. They're telling everybody to stay home. That means you need to focus on your family. How strong is it? When is the last time you investigated your own children? When's the last time you asked them questions like, what's your favorite color? What is your favorite fast food? What is your favorite music? Tell me about things you like. When, when have we interviewed our children? When's the last time it happened? Or do we just pass them and go? Right now, God is causing us to go home. It's almost like the Feast of Tabernacles. I want you to stay home for a while. <laughs> People are dying. I can't stand it. Are you telling me to go home? <laughs> For the believers, we should be okay. Finally. Finally, the whole world is synchronizing. The whole world has to go home. Faith, family, finance. Glory to God. First, we need not to be anxious because we can trust in God's character. Secondly, when we are anxious, we cast our worries on him. So if anxiety comes, you have someone that you can cast your anxiety on. Peter chapter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 says it like this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So that he, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Then it says, casting all of your cares, your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So God says, I know even my believers, even my children will be full of anxiety, but we know what to do with anxiety. God, I can't do nothing about that. So why am I caring it? I need to cast it on you. I don't know if I'll catch the virus. I, I don't know. I have some things I have to do, but I'm going to cast that care on you. I'm not going to sit there and let it dictate how I flow. I'm going to stay within the parameters of instruction and then cast the care on you. I'm going to cover my kids under the blood. What I can't see, I have to preach by faith even now. I can't see the people. But I'm preaching by faith and we need to operate by faith when we deal with God. I don't know what the end result is going to be, but I believe this. And I believe the word is going to rise up, glory to God, when I can't. Can the church say amen? amen. COVID-19 is wrecking havoc all around the world. Uh, CNN 
Fox News, MSNBC, Headline News, Bloomberg are all consistent in this one thing, and that is that this global pandemic is wrecking havoc all around the world. Over 150 countries affected by this thing, and it has affected the church. It has affected the way we gather, the way we worship. I believe personally that it is an opportunity for all of us to begin to think out of the box. Well, we don't have church. We are the church, and we're the church whether we're underground, whether we have to stay at home for a while, or whether we gather in facilities. Right now, it is pertinent to stay at home, to stay connected, to stay safe. As we do that, let us think about the passion of the Christ. This is Holy Week, and in Holy Week, we want to think about His passion, His love for His people, because He came from heaven to earth. To show us the way. Jesus came from the earth to the cross, our debt to pay from the cross to the grave. And from the grave to the sky, we lift his name, the name of Jesus on high. Though we may not be able to gather together as we are accustomed to do, let us use our dinner tables. Let us use candlelight if necessary. Pull the family together, love on each other, and let's observe Holy Week and Easter Sunday will be the greatest Sunday, the greatest Easter Sunday ever, because the real meaning of Easter is not about eggs and bunnies. It is about homes, it about, it's about hearts, it's about God's people, it's about your family. He died and was resurrected for each and every one of us. Even on the first Easter, the first resurrection day, not many people were at the tomb, only a few. And so as we gathered, this year, let us make sure that we're not looking toward numbers. Let's look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. For a small donation of $5 for CDs and $12 for DVDs, you can obtain a physical copy of today's message for your personal library, or you can log on to our website and download the MP3 version. For your physical copy of today's message, when you write or email us, use reference number 2569. That's reference number 2569. To find out what's going on with Trim Nation, Connect with us on social media by logging into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at our website at truthrevealed.org. And now, here are Bishop Clark's final thoughts. Write it down. Often, we're made most anxious by our thoughts. This is one of the reasons why we are wise to heed the commandments of the Lord and to take our thoughts captive. 
for the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, and the pulling down of strongholds, casting down, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, and bringing into captivity every thought. That's where I wanted to go. This is what you need to do is get your thoughts under control. That's why I'm saying turn off the news if it's freaking you out. Fret not yourself. Glory to God. You need to bring these thoughts into captivity. Glory to God. It's how you think. And how you think uh, determines the level of your anxiety. So if you send your mind to the word, your anxiety is going to be calm. Because you can make decisions while you're full of anxiety. It's a temporary state, but it'll have long lasting parameters if you don't make the wrong decision. 